How's it going, Road Dealers? It's your man, Phil Paul. And, uh, yeah, so before I begin this podcast, I just want to clear something up. So, we probably all know what's been happening this whole week, you know, just with all the protests, the riots, the looting, and everything else in between, because it's good reason, because there's a lot of injustice in our country right now. And with all the other problems that are happening in the world, I think the problems that are happening in the world should be put on hold because of what's happening on the front lines here in the United States. And I'm not on here, I'm not saying this as a, as a black person, I'm not saying this as a Christian, I'm not saying this with any identity as all, at all, I'm not even saying it as an American. I'm just saying it as a human that believes in the, the call for help. And I feel like with the way that our nation is going and the way that people are behaving, the way that our leaders are reacting to the situation, too much to handle all at once. And people need to know that right now, nobody has an identity, not even our own president. And also, I wanna give my condolences to the George to George Floyd's family, as well as Breonna Taylor's family, Ahmaud Aubrey's family, and the families of every African American person or any person of color that has lost their life to, to due to injustice behavior by people whose job whose jobs are to serve and protect. But as you tune into this podcast, that I just let you know that I might say things that may sound vulgar that may may trigger some people but trigger people in the way uh, where they need to know they need to understand that enough is enough and for those that are watching this by video you'll probably see some stuff that is very graphic you'll probably also hear hear things that are uh, very vulgar as well but let it be known that these things are happening because our country is so imbalanced and that there is nobody right now that can handle as much as much hate as much racism as much uh, oppression for us to understand where our country is headed but I am a person that believes in positivity and I also believe that there is a way out so hope this uh, episode gives you some insights on what our plan should be as we go down the road, knowing that all of this will pass, and hopefully there isn't any more injustice, and that justice will be served. How's it going, Real Dealers? It's your man, Phil Paul, and welcome to another episode of the Real Deal Bros Podcast. And, um, yeah, I never thought I would have to start an episode off on a negative note because, um, yeah, because, you know, I always, I, you know, very positive person, and I always want to talk about positive things that are happening. And, you know, if you've been keeping up with the podcast, you know, I've had, you know, guests on with, you know, positive spirits and positive attitudes talking about their 
know, just what they've been doing and what they've been accomplishing in life and just highlighting them on their achievements. And um, this episode, this time around, is going to be a little bit different. So as you, you know, who's ever been watching the news and who's ever been staying quote-unquote woke, as they like to say it, there's been a lot of crazy stuff happening in our country. And as a person of African-American descent, I see it and, you know, it just, it just bothers me a lot. It bothers me so much that I have to turn on the news and I have to wake up in the morning whenever I check my phone, when I get up out of bed and the first thing that I see on Instagram, first thing that I see on Google, and the first thing that I see on YouTube is people in the streets protesting and fighting against police officers over someone that was blatantly murdered on camera by a police officer that really lacks self-awareness and lacks equal like the meaning of unity and the meaning of equality towards people of color and it just bothered me like I, I remember it was a few days ago I saw the video of George Floyd being blatantly murdered by a police officer in Minneapolis, Derek Chauvin, along with the assistance of the three other police officers that were involved in the situation. And with, with us being in a generation uh, that has capability to capture these things on camera and just see just the, just the morality and just having a clear look of what police brutality looks like in today's society toward people of color, it puts into perspective how there is no leadership at all in this country. There's no leadership in our police departments. There's no leadership in our government. There's not even any leadership from our own president. And how can you be someone that that's holds a position in power and still lack high leadership skills that you need as as a political leader. Now, from knowing my experience, because like for high school, I went to a military school here in Oakland, California, and the one thing that I was able to pick up, and the one thing that I carried with me once I graduated from there, was the benefit and just the importance of of leadership. And it doesn't even matter what job you work or you know what you go on to do in life. You can still be a person that can have leadership skills and have the capability to, you know, know what's right and know what's wrong. But unfortunately, not everybody uh, grows up that way. Not everybody grows up having an education where like leadership is instilled in them, or not everybody grows up in a household of parents that, you know, where that emphasize the importance of leadership and the, or the importance of uh, wisdom or even the, just the importance of social morality. And I feel like that's where, that's kind of, that's kind of what, where we're lost as a nation. And I'm not even saying it as in a way where like, oh, you know, you need to take a course on leadership or anything like that. No, it just shows that if we don't elect people or if we don't hire people 
that understand the value of leadership or understand the value of wisdom and social morality, then it causes a lot of destruction to our nation, to our world. And the example of that is just with the way that our country is as far as with uh, who's in office. And again, even well, with, with that police officer in Minneapolis uh, that, that killed uh, George Floyd, it definitely shows that leadership is either not being taught or is not being emphasized enough. But again, this, this episode is more than that. This episode is more about the reaction and what happens when there isn't any leadership. So again, if you turn on the news or if you go on anybody's Instagram account, like, you know, all you'll see right now is people showing awareness to the protests that are happening in the streets, the riots that are happening in, in every major city in the country, and just seeing the, just the destruction and the anger that everyday civilians are, are expressing, just to show uh, why there's no leadership in this country. And also just to show what happens when you piss off a nation. It is is right in front of your faces. For anybody that's not understanding why people are so angry or why people are questioning, like, oh, there's no reason to be looting or like looting a target, or oh, there's no reason to go burn cars and break windows. Like, no, like the reason for why people are doing this is because they're angry. Like, they're tired of it. They're tired of the injustice system that this country has been built off of, and they're tired of just the long, long history of people of color being held back and so much, and just being like, like shown, shown a lot of aggression, or being the victims of aggression uh, by people that are tied to or that are obligated to serve and protect. And and just with that. It, it demonstrates why you know pe why people of color and why black people are so upset with the fact that nobody is willing to do anything about it again dating back to slavery 400 years of it it all started with people being shipped on boats being tied up in like these ropes or tied up in these in these shackles and being shipped over here in the states and being forced and whipped into building building a country that we feel should be ours uh, to own, but in the but in the act of it all, is is not ours. It's not ours uh, to own because because of the people uh, that that have just been. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It is because of the people. That have been holding us, holding, holding us back for so long. We are so tired of it. But what what's but the whole difference of it all is that 400 years, even when slavery was ended, even if we we were stopped getting whipped, or if we didn't, if we weren't brought over with shackles and you know ropes tied tied behind our backs, like is still shown in in the media. There is some form of slavery that is still being displayed in our country. If you fast forward to the 1900s, there were so many things that 
we uh, us people of color were hoping to get once slavery was abolished but unfortunately everything uh, pretty much stayed the same as far as us getting held, held back the fact that we couldn't be able to vote we couldn't be able to go to school the same schools as white kids were going to the fact that some of us can't even get jobs the fact that we couldn't eat in the same restaurants as white people the fact that we couldn't in the same section of the baseball games as white people, the fact that we couldn't even play baseball in the major leagues, and the fact that we like we couldn't even buy homes and we're at, we had to live on the streets, or we didn't live in the nicest homes, and the fact that we didn't make as much as the white man, the fact that we didn't get the same 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 education as the white man, is because we were held back from so much, and. We, we're, we weren't reaping the benefits that we deserved knowing that how hard my ancestors and how hard like other people of color's ancestors worked just to build a, com a country that is in, in a direction where that doesn't show any leadership at all. But again, this leaves, this leaves me to this question. Has there ever been any leadership in America? And don't get me wrong, there has been change. Like there, there's been small moments of change uh, for people of color, and there's been, you know, like big, big accomplishments that we've had, you know, or that people of color have had down the line. But to suggest that people can't go out and protest or people can't go out and riot, I mean. If you're saying that, then again, you're probably part of the problem. And I'm not assuming that you're a racist. And I'm not assuming that you think, oh, well, the, like, the like, country's been messed up for so long, so why are people expressing it now? Well, people, people are expressing it now, and they, they've always expressed Oh, like the just just they always express oh why they're so angry with, with, with our country they've always expressed the fact that no matter what we do no matter what we say no matter how much we protest nothing has changed everything s seems so stagnant to us that we begin to think like like what what else do we have to do to, under, to understand that we're, we're done. We're tired of being treated, treated in like a disrespectful way or we're tired of being held back uh, to so many opportunities. And we just think that we, we, like, we just have to do something about it. We have to say something about it. If we have to go out and burn, burn cars or break, in the, break into buildings, then I don't know. It's just, <clears throat> it's just that we need to have some, we just need to have some leadership. We need to have politicians understand that if, if we're not going to change, then nothing's going to change. But I, like, I just want to go back into more on just our government and how dysfunctional it's been for the past, really, really for the past three months. Like it, it really also like I, I feel like a lot of politicians and a lot of political leaders have reached their breaking point since the start of COVID nineteen. 
but again, that's probably gonna be for a diff- different episode. But it, it I'm like, at, really, at this moment, COVID nineteen has already become a thing of the past because just with the George Floyd situation that happened a few days ago, and even with the uh, other situations uh, regarding racism that's happening happened earlier this week, like the lady in uh, Central Park, you know, just confronting that or just lying against that um uh, bl- uh the uh, the bird watcher like the the uh, the male uh, the black male uh, bird watcher and um you know just just him being confronted i mean it, it's embarrassing it's embarrassing to watch like i've watched that clip and it's just so embarrassing that there there is people in our nation a nation that like that that emphasizes equality but doesn't doesn't uh, show it in the best way like a nation that emphasizes equality and the and the threat that a person uh, uh that lacks wisdom and unity their only threat is to say there's an african-american male uh, uh harassing me or assaulting me that's like that's their idea of a threat uh, towards black people if it's going to be like that then why bother trying to why why bother why bother trying to say that oh I support you when that that's our that's you're you're going to be your line of defense for for every black male that's born or or every black person that that grows up in America it's sad to think that once once they're born they instantly become that statistic they instantly become a target to police officers. They instantly become a target to white supremacists just because of the pigmentation of their skin. Now, I, I, I can't say that it's like that for all. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As, as a person that, that's grown up and um, in a in a way where you know I, I felt like you know there there are certain things that I've seen and there's people that I know that have been affected by you know or have been or have received some form of racism or some form of prejudice uh, toward toward a family member toward themselves or really to anybody that they know and. This is really the time, like in 2020, where we we see we see the breaking point. But again, like you know, people will defend defend it by saying, "Oh, well, you know, like COVID-19, since you know people have been sheltered in place and they're just getting out, like they they think it's time to cause more drama." Well, no, like people shouldn't be using that as a defense. People shouldn't be using COVID-19 as a defense. Like if you're going to use a you know, use a worldwide pandemic to the defend why people are so angry or so upset well think about it this way i saw a post the other day on instagram i i don't know exactly who posted it it was on somebody's story but um it came from someone and it said that killing black people is a pandemic and i agreed with it i feel that people who are dying 
for no reason, or really for the reason, be, uh, reason because of their color skin, and the, re and the reason that they're dying because, like, no, with the fact that they, they, that they're innocent, never committed a crime in their life, just because I'm darker than, than the next person. There, there's still some sort yeah, that is considered a pandemic. It's a pandemic because like it's like they're an endangered species. But I'm not I'm not gonna go on a limb and say, oh well COVID nineteen that's the pandemic of all pandemics. No. Again, like COVID nineteen is still bad. Like yeah, coronavirus is still here and until there's a vaccine or a cure for it, it's not going away. But what needs to go away is injustice. Racism, protests, riots. Everything that leads up to the events that have taken place in Minneapolis, New York, Oakland, Houston, Atlanta, Chicago, other major cities across the country. All of that buildup has been from our injustice society. And knowing that nobody or not no not not nobody because there are there are people out there that do value leadership unlike unlike some people but again this this protest should be a protest to end all protests I feel like after this whole thing blows over there shouldn't be we, we shouldn't have to worry about any anything that sounds injustice anything that sounds prejudice Toward, toward people of color or it's it really anybody I don't want to I don't want to live in a country where I, I like I'm, I'm already a threat just because of what I look like <clears throat> but it really all begins really like the head of leadership in our country is our own president he's the most powerful man in, in this country but it, but what I'm about to say, it, it it's going to affect a lot of people, and it's going to symbolize what needs to happen in order for me to trust in trust in the leadership in my in my own nation. As of right now, no one is president until someone acts like one. No one is a police officer until they act like one. No one is a governor until they act like one. Until I see some damn leadership happening happening in our country, everybody, like no one, deserves to be called a leader. This is a generation where we live very individualistically we you know we have these individualistic lives most of like some of us think that we're entitled to certain things some of us believe that oh well you know i don't have to work as hard because i look good or you know i have to work really hard because because of my background but the one thing that doesn't get taught taught enough in 
in our country or really in our world is that you need to have some leadership you need to be able to, to, to handle a group of people or to at least have some sort, some sort of mindset where you can encourage someone or you can back somebody up. And believe me, like I've seen it in, in the protest march. Like there are people out there that are you know, trying their best to have peaceful protests, not trying to riot so much or you know, just trying to make sure that no one gets hurt by the, by the police on the, on the lines. Like, and, you know, if, again, if you, if you watch the news and if you, like, go on my Instagram, you know, you'll see, like, I, like, you know, I was able to be out there a bit and just see how people were behaving, you know, like, during the protest march. And for, most, for the most part, I, I have been seeing people behave in a certain way both good and bad, you know, they're like, you know, good side being people that you know, try not to get their hands dirty, try not to, you know, smash windows or, you know, try to go up against the police. And yeah, like it's, it is awful to see. And like, and it's very, it's just not, it's just like abnormal. It's just like unethical, but just that unethical behavior, it is really encouraging encouraging like everyday civilians that don't have to worry about you know putting a badge on or you know having to stand in front of a group of reporters and tell tell us you know what the problems are in our country civilian every civilian and every american lives a different life but it, it, it's really funny how a, a, excuse me it's really funny how a situation that happened to George Floyd, it, it like it, it's something like that can bring us all together. But I ask myself, why can it be like that every day? Why why do people walk out of their homes and you know like they they'll treat they'll treat the person one day, then the next day they'll treat they'll treat them a different way? I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know. But down the line, there's there's going to be a time, or there's going to be a time like in this year where we're all going to have a chance to make the call. That call is deciding who who's the right leader when someone when when someone decides to act like a leader. Twenty twenty election. It's in, it's in another six months, November. It is May 30th, as of right now, like that's the date for when, uh, when I'm doing this podcast. It's May 30th, 2020. So far this year, there's been, there's been COVID-19. There's been a death of, there's been deaths of a lot of well-known people, just, you know, abruptly and also you know, like COVID related. But again, this this is probably this week alone. This has probably been the most wildest week in our country, country's history. It's, it's really like been the darkest week in American history. And uh, 
I don't know. I would say that summer is heating up, but I think something else is starting to heat up. And that's our injustice system. There's not much to really pro like there there's a whole well there's a whole lot lot of things to process during this time and you know what I've seen you know like I was like just today you know like I would or actually no yesterday when I was uh out working you know I I do my DoorDash routes uh, up up around downtown Oakland you know just going up and down the streets and seeing protesters gather and just hearing the chants I can't breathe like hand, like hands up don't shoot justice for George Floyd black lives matter just seeing all the banners hearing the chants and it really really dawned on me how you know this isn't the first time that I've heard those chants and yeah like yeah then in, in in some cases I've heard chants for different names you know like I've heard chants for Breonna Taylor I've heard chants for Oscar Grant or heard chants for Trayvon Martin you know I've heard chants of people that you know have lost their lives to you know in in a way in a, in a in a system where you know they don't they, they don't feel safe but really if you put it into perspective people of color in our country there's there's not a sense of freedom and just in our national anthem like the end, the ending line is land of the free home of the brave well, right now it's starting to look like the land of the hate, home of the racist. Like, I would—I never pictured or never imagined in my 19 years living that you know our country could be so, or can, or can be so embarrassed or be an embarrassing example of the rest of the world when. And when and when the rest of the world, when other countries look at us uh, for for help, we're like right now, they they they're laughing at us. They're laughing at us because we're just so imbalanced. We live individualistic lives. Like our government lacks leadership. It's just it's just awful. It's appalling. And like on that flag. The flag that you see at every school, the flag that you see at every uh, government office, you know, the colors, and colors are red, white, and blue with the 50 stars. But just out in the streets, out on our front lines, and almost every city, every major city across, across the country, that the meaning of red, white, and blue is been turning to blood, fire, and hate. I will let that sink in. Blood, fire, and hate. You flip on CNN, you flip on Fox News, you flip on NBC, that's, that's all you're gonna see. That's all they're gonna talk about. But fortunately, one good thing that did come out today, despite me going out in the streets and 
you know, recording just the just the aftermath of the protests and the riots, like in my in, in my hometown. I was a- actually able to watch my graduation or watch a graduation of um, graduation of my of my high school, and you know, just seeing the faces of people that, that that I went to school with and people, you know, that were like, obviously, you know, these people are here behind me. I'm a freshman in college now. But just just the fact that I was able to get a chance to see those faces again, you know, definitely shows me that, you know, there is there is a rising generation. There's a generation that's willing to, you know, end all of this on the, on the horizon. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in my house right now and all I can hear outside is helicopters, police cars, and you know it's just. I mean, like it's it's not it's not a good time right now. But seeing seeing uh, watching a high school graduation, it definitely gave me that reminder that hey Phil, even though things uh, don't look as good as they should be, or things uh, look look really bleak right now. There is a generation, or your, or my generation, still has the power and will still have the capability to bring change to this world. And I believe it. I strongly believe that. But I also feel that for us to accomplish, to accomplish, you know, and make make strong changes in our society. We need we need to change ourselves. We need to stop living these individual individualistic lives and start living lives of unity, lives of peace, lives of justice. And we have the tools for it. Again, like the one thing that that social media was able to do, like a few weeks back, you um, go back to the Ahmaud Aubrey mur- murdering. You know the one the one thing that 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 you know that social media was able to do it was able to bring justice to Ahmaud Arbery by spreading a word about about the two murderers that that were involved in his in his murder and it 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 gave us hope hope because in the next like few hours later police police officials were able to lock those two up even with this week. You know, you look at just the petition and the and the support, like like behind George Floyd and trying to get that police officer to uh, to, to get arrested and to be charged with murder. Social media gave us the power to do that, but it's more than posting on Instagram. It's more than going out and protesting. It's more than you know chanting "I can't breathe." It's more than you know, chanting. Black Lives Matter, hands up, don't shoot. It involves us changing as a, as a society. It involves us becoming the generation that emphasizes change. Like, this is something that Dr. King, that Malcolm X, that Mahatma Gandhi wanted us to do. They wanted us to bring that change to a nation that has historically been known to be to to dismiss and to undervalue the undervalue the people 
that occupy this nation, mainly people of color. America is 13% African American. It's a small fraction, but it's a big number when you look at the murder, murder rate, when you look at uh, the prison system. Small fraction of the country, but big number, a big number in other statistics. What does that say? Like, what does what does that say as a like? What does that tell politicians? Like, oh, like even though they don't fill up most of the country, we still got to put them behind bars and just lower the number. I don't get it. I really don't. But overall, the message for what I'm trying to say is that nobody's president right now. Yeah, I said it. Nobody, nobody, nobody is a president right now. Nobody is a governor. Nobody is a police officer. Any position of power or any position of leadership, no one occupies it right now. Because we're all a victim to our self-awareness. We're all, we're all victims to the injustice system because there's nobody willing to change it. Even though people will put a lot of effort in trying to change, to change you know, the perspective of, of our country, everyone needs to step up. Most importantly, everyone needs to act like a leader. Anyway, I just want to come on and say that again. I make like this is a this is a pretty short episode, but at the same time, it's a different episode. It's something that I didn't expect to be talking about today, and. Uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, wish everybody the best. Make sure everybody stays safe. If you are going out to protesting, make sure you do it in a way where the police doesn't don't don't get doesn't have another reason to go against you. Even though the fight is against them right now, don't give another reason to have another George Floyd incident. Don't give another reason to have another Oscar Grant incident, another Breonna Taylor incident. Because what, what you're protesting for is justice. And that's what needs to be brought. All right. That's going to be it for me. Again, I've been Phil Paul. This has been the Real Deal Bros Podcast. And as always, until the day you die, make sure to keep it real. <laughs>